0: History is made by the Republic of Ireland. I'm honestly speechless. I mean, we're going to a World Cup, but it's what dreams are made of. For all the best reaction to the girls in green qualifying for the World Cup, subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast stream now.
1: OTB.
2: A.M. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with Exfoliating Bar. John O'Keefe and Jimmy Marr are with us in studio this morning. Lads, you're both very welcome and thanks very much for coming to join us. Um, This isn't going to be an an easy conversation, but uh, you guys were teammates of Dylan Quirks who passed away this year at the age of 24 after being taken ill during a game. and we just we felt maybe now that the dust has settled on the season, it might be time to have a chat about it and kind of see what the experience was like, and, and maybe just to try and do some service to the the memory of, of Dylan Quirk. Um, John, I might start with you. Um, tell us about him as a as a as a man, will you? Because I think sometimes you know we end up thinking about just the player, but actually, you know, this is a a man who um, touched a lot of lives, and reading the testimonies afterwards, was a, a real leader in the community too.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Jerry was only twenty four years of age, but he uh he just seemed to be a pillar of, of sense from, from a very early age. Um and that was on, on the field but is very much so off the field. Um heavily involved in his family business, uh just a decent guy, always organizing stuff for the club or for his group of friends. Um, and yeah I suppose no matter the age gap I think that's the big thing about him he's friendly with the older generation of lads and he was able to mix it with the younger guys as well Uh, and everybody was just so fond of him
2: Jimmy you were a teammate from underage as well
3: were you? I wasn't I was actually I'm a few years old I'm 28 so he's 24 and I actually moved to Boston so I didn't hurt with him until about 3 years ago really Right. but the minute I came back like he just you're welcome straight in by the whole club, obviously, but Dylan especially, like, he'd be driving you on the whole time, and he was the one that he'd make you go to the gym with him. He'd make sure you're eating properly. He'd ask me, if I'm sitting down at home, he'd come up and he'd say, Buttons, are you after eating, are you? And if I'd say no, he'd make sure, get that into you now, and he'd there'd be shepherd's pie in the fridge and all this, and he'd make sure you're eating. Then he'd tell you to go up and weigh yourself and all this. Like, he's just... just really look up to him and he's such a good fella actually. you have
2: to have the the strength of character and personality uh, emotional intelligence the the people would call it to be able to carry that off where you're like I'm just back from Boston I'm, I'm going to do what I want here yeah. and some <laughs> young fella's coming up and saying are you eating and you're like actually you know what I'm going to listen to this guy
3: yeah exactly it's, it's just I lived with him there for the last two years so he was just like he was what 24 I'm 28 and like it's amazing just how you'd look up to someone four years younger and younger yeah. than you know
2: yeah that seems to be what you were saying like your your experience yeah. you know you've been around you've seen everything yeah uh
1: yeah he's <laughs> 8 years younger 9 years younger than me and I still like if, if Dylan arrives onto a training session the ante is up straight away you know we obviously he's gone with tip for most of the year uh, and then arrives back and straight away there's a 10% increase 20% increase in training and if Dylan says something Players listen, and I'm talking about from 35 years of age down to 18 years of age. And it, was, it wasn't even
0: just at, at the age of 24 he was doing that because I, I remember um, the, the the photograph of himself and, and the famous Joe Hayes after the was the 2018, yeah, 2018, 2018 county county final. final. Yeah, and like he scored a couple of sidelines in that match as well. And he was he was probably only about, about, what 20 or 20. 21, 20. So like he was leading from a, from the very outset of him breaking into that senior oh, club team.
1: shame. We wouldn't have won that that year that county final without Dylan. He was the main man at twenty years of age, and it never fought, like never shook him or he that responsibility on his shoulders. He just took it in his stride, absolutely. I just remember there we we went down a point, or we lost, we conceded a goal, and like I think Dylan won the next three or four balls, and like they were tough balls to win. One freeze got a score, and you know, for twenty years of age, you're like this man is going to be phenomenal, and he was, uh, and like I even it's gas uh, looking at those photographs. Like he was a big player, he was very athletic tall, but like he 'd filled out so much in the couple of years mm-hmm. he just did everything right, but yeah even at that at that age was an incredible player.
2: are they your favorite memories those those matches where uh, the games in the melting pot, and, and he stands up is that willick when when you think back now is that what
1: that 's when you talk about someone with his ability, but he he matched his ability with that honesty and application and effort, which is a huge i't know what, yeah he just you don 't see that in every day. Um, and I just think he had that X factor. When a game is in the melting pot, you say, "Let's hit it down on top of Dylan." That that was, you know, there was no plan. There was no. That was your go-to ball. Let's hit it down on top of Dylan. And nine times out of ten, he made something happen. And like ine- inevitably, he makes the breakthrough to the temporary county side as
0: well. And, and I mean, um, I think he played all, started all of the, all of the games, championship games anyway last year. Like the the great quote from from Dylan, he was speaking to reporters when he made his his um, his Tip debut against Cork he was like it was unreal I've waited all my life for this it's a dream come true just to play with the lads it's a dream so it, it, it was obviously something that was on his uh, periphery for quite some time
1: but to make that breakthrough must have been so special for him mm.
3: yeah.
1: it was I suppose that, that's the thing it took him, took him a year or two maybe just to settle in there and uh, any player who goes in with an Intercounty team you know it's different to your club it is a step up so it takes maybe a year or two to adjust and I think Dylan had that breakthrough year um, and I'm sure Liam Kyle is tip manager, has probably you know, has lost a, a big part of his, of his panel next year because he would have been looking at the, the performance this year and said, yeah, Dylan is very close to being a nail on starter. Uh, but I, I don't think anybody in the club or anyone who knew Dylan was ever going to think that he wasn't going to break through onto that team because there's just a level of commitment there and desire to, do, to get onto that team and do everything right on and off the pitch. He just had an abundance. What was he like as a, as a housemate, Jimmy? Did
0: he like clean up? some
3: crack now, yeah. He <laughs> was, was just different. Like, I don't know. it's Just a pure messer, really. Like that's I think that's why we got on so well, because I'm a bit of a messer as well. Like, but, <laughs> like just one story. Say, we used to go golfing, say, in the evening or whatever, and um, Paddy, the neighbour, across the way came over, and he says... I'd like lo- like Paddy used to be he used to love Dylan, like any time Dylan came out of the house, Paddy'd be straight over talking to him, he's mad to talk to him or whatever, but we went golfing anyway one evening and Paddy came out and he caught us and he goes, I want to I'd love to play around with you or whatever and Dylan messing, like me and Dylan were kinda half messing with him and Dylan says you can play with us if you want Paddy but I'm playing off two and Jimmy's playing off five and Paddy was kind of he's kind of scratching the head but he said he still wanted to play or whatever but um he said he'd play with us two weeks later but he came up to me two days after Dylan passing I, I came out with a home or the house in Turles and Paddy came across and he goes "Jenny, Jimmy I'm so sorry to hear I'm so sorry to hear like this we're, and we were meant to be playing golf next week and y- you were playing off five and Dylan was playing off two he says and uh I was. I hadn't. I had. I didn't tell him at the time that we were only taking rip, taking the rip out of him because I wouldn't hit the ball out of my way. And Dylan, <laughs> Dylan was only kind of getting lessons at the time, so He was only getting a bit better than what he was. But I met Paddy a week later, and I told him we were only
2: messing with him. So <laughs> he finally found out. Yeah, he finally found out we we're only taking the rip. Um, Jimmy, how how do you make sure that the memories that you have stay fresh? How how do you keep? Um, and you keep doing part of your life, and because in Ireland, I you know we we had this conversation very recently with um, Brendan O'Duffy about his son Ogie He's written a book about him, and he found the whole experience to be very worthwhile, but also difficult at times. And I, I was making the point that like we're great at funerals. The whole the whole country yeah. was obviously mm. shocked by what happened and paid loads of attention. And then you guys went back to the kind of the cadence of the season, playing matches. But after that's over, then the winter's very long. I'm sure you want to keep his memory alive by just talking about him.
3: Yeah, like, there's so much... Like, you can only say so much on air. Like, there's so much stories to tell, and, like, all your friends are there for you the whole time. Our club has been so good. Like, our club has been unreal. So, like, we're, lo- we're all actually going away. We're going away to Killarney in a few few weeks' time, the whole club, together. So that's going to be... Like, what can you do? Like, I don't know. You just have to get on with it, really. Like Yeah. Tell... Tell stories about him and visit his grave and maybe go up and visit his mother and father and Shannon and Kelly as well.
2: Like you know, yeah, I'm sure for them it's it's terrible. But John, that that is one of those things that like um, sometimes we can shy away from speaking about people, particularly who whose lives are cut so tragically short. I I don't know. Maybe the right thing to do is just keep talking and like you know.
1: Yeah, I I yeah, definitely. I'd have to agree. Uh, like we can't as much as we have to move on with our life. Like every time we go back down to the, the training pitch, we remember Dylan. Like every time we talk out, we remember Dylan. So he's always going to be a part of our life. We're, we're he's never going to be not. Uh, and that's the same for for Dan Hazel, Kelly, and Shannon. Like they have to try and get on with their life as best they can, but they've lost somebody very special to them. Yeah. Um, but there's no point in shying away from that. Like we, you know, we'll try and support them as best we can. I just think they have been wonderful the last eight or nine, ten weeks. I think they've been just brilliant, um, and they've got huge support from the club and. We'll continue to support him as best we can, but um I've never been as proud as i mean you're always proud of your club can only us more but I've never been as proud as him as I have been in the last ten to twelve weeks We've, they've just been immense
2: um Derry city renamed the brandywell there Brian mcbride Brandywell I, it's very early on, but like naming something locally in his honor might be something some way of kind of just keeping the conversation going
1: yeah and i'm and I'm sure those conversations are happening in the background I'd be surprised or not you know he's his uncle is chairman at the club Andrew friday um and Andrew has been a wonderful chairman and uh, has been a li- real leader since since Dylan's tragic loss. So, um, but even you know, there are small little photographs have gone up around our dressing room now that uh, of Dylan in action or um, after the county final and those kind of things. So, all those small little memories will will
2: mean a huge amount. How were the weeks after in terms of actually getting back on the field and playing matches? What was that like?
1: I was actually just I was just chatting with, with Jimmy here before we came on here and. I remember initially, like the Saturday, Sunday, we, I was thinking, how do we go back down to the pitch here Tuesday night or Thursday night or whenever we get back? I said, this is, this is, it doesn't make a any difference anymore. Like you know, and then and then as time went on, I suppose the, the funeral was the, the Tuesday, and we went back down to the pitch Friday night for a few pokes, and it was an eerie setting. Now, it, you know, I, I don't even some people want, didn't want to be there, some people maybe felt it was right to be down there and at that point I think people were still unknown whether we were going to compete in the championship as more to get together but actually looking back on it now although we were knocked out of the quarterfinal stage I, I think it was so important for us to go back down to the pitch not even maybe to see where it, it led in, in terms of winning a trophy or that but uh, for everybody you know, mentally and, and as a group and as, as to stick together it was so important to be there Tuesday, Friday, Sunday and it gave everybody something to to aim towards. And I think Dylan himself <clears throat> would be saying, let's don't, you know, by all accounts, go down and, and drive it on. Yeah. And there was no real pressure on us. I know maybe uh, the days after the funeral, people were saying, oh, you had to do it for Dylan and that. I don't think Dylan wanted that pressure on us either. or The, the family definitely didn't want that pressure on us. Um, but I think the most important thing was that we were together as a group because those few weeks after were, were tough. You know, and it, it hit everybody different times and then we had the month's mind mass in between that as well uh, which again you know was, was, was a tough one to take but I, I think looking back and now I think Jimmy agreed with me there on that uh, we're delighted we did go back
2: well it, it brought you together it made conversations happen it kind of maybe <clears throat> not forced you it would have been having the conversations anyway but it certainly gave you an opportunity to have those even just the proximity and maybe some silences where everybody's like comfortable enough not saying stuff they're the other things that help with yeah. coping with that
1: there was there was a first time for everything. There was a first time back at the pitch, there was a first time talking out, there was our first game, there was our first time back in Simple Stadium. All those milestones had to happen at some stage. Yeah. You know, so um and I and I must give credit to our, our management team as well, who were all in house uh in house men that we've recruited and I just feel like they had they over managed the whole thing brilliantly and like Declan Ryan who's obviously an uncle in all Dylan's as well is so close And man, like Declan found it extremely tough but still led from the front John Devane Jason and, and Anthony Roach were just fantastic to, to keep the group of players together and I suppose at times they probably had to mask their own emotions and to be that bit stronger to drive on the training sessions to maybe make difficult decisions but they did it with, with a plumb they really did I know that like what happened on on, on August fifth kind of struck a chord with pe- with people
0: for many reasons, not least because of how it happened and, and the home of hurling as well in sepa Stadium. And I know it was referenced in the in the funeral as well by by a couple of people the fact that died doing what he loved. And I know that's a facetious thing to say in some ways. It can be uh, quick to just surmise that and sum it up in that way. But he, he did love the game of hurling, um, and, and I, at least that is something to hold on to, I guess, for for yourselves and his friends and
1: his teammates. Yeah, yeah. I think you know when I, I even thought when he went down initially, I was there. I was, Christian Eriksen was in my head. I said, you know, isn't it a pity now he, he might miss out in Tipperary next year? Or I said, you know, how, how is he going to kill the time if he's not hurling? Because that's if he's if he's not Jim he's down at the pitch, he's doing something. I said, um, but little did I think that we'd never see the chap again. Uh,
3: but I yeah, I thought he'd actually. I thought he was going to get back up. Honestly, I, I turned around to Seamus Hennessy. He plays a killer aunt and I says, um, "Oh, he'll be fine. He'll be up there in two minutes." I was sure. I don't know why. I was just sure he was going to get back up. And then I kind of got closer, and I seen poor Craig Morgan. It was holding Dylan kind of up, his head, and I just kind of knew then it was it was going to be bad. Like, but then I seen a stretcher come onto the pitch. Before that, yeah, Kira was in the physio and Shannon, and they're all doing very good with Dylan or whatever. But then the stretcher came in, and I seen Hazel. Uh, his mother beside the stretcher, like as Dylan was going off, and she was bawling, crying. But still, I thought it was only like an overreaction from a mother or something. But then I kind of went off onto the side of the pitch, and I seen Declan Ryan kneeling down with, say, his hand on his head like this, and I just knew, I knew there was something bad, then like you know. And it, like it's, it's the first half, uh, and mm. the, the crazy thing is Dylan was having a brilliant
0: yeah. game he just laid
3: off a pass he actually, to the last the ball he touched ball. he laid it off to me and I buried yeah. a goal yeah. and it was the first goal I've ever scored in Championship. <laughs> Ireland,
1: right. so it was a doing in Ireland and time, I took yeah. a big
3: swing I don't know how I wasn't hooked to be honest but even that
1: that play like there must have been four killer lads around him I, I looked at it yeah. 20 times I still don't know how he got the ball got in his hands
3: and one big regret I have is not saying thanks for that Dylan I was out finger wagging to the I crowd too busy uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah it was just so a surreal moment, yeah. really, wasn't it? And we all went into the tunnel. Then uh, our local priest came across. He was over in the stand. He came across. We we're all just saying prayers. We all went into the dressing room. Then eventually, we were all just—it was all just quiet. And they said we we're going to, heading to the local church or whatever. So we all <laughs> headed out to the local church. We Paddy Ryan actually drove out Dylan's care because he went with him before the match, and I just got. Paddy I got dropped off the grave here and I said a few prayers at my father's grave and I literally begged him just to make sh- please, like give Dylan another chance or whatever. And um we all went to the church then and there was kind of a bit of an uplift then when we went back to the clubhouse, mm-hmm. wasn't there? Yeah. And we thought I still thought um he was going to be okay, like I don't know why, but thought he was going to be alright and inside in the we were inside in the dress room anyway, and I just said to my two housemates Aaron Ryan and Enda Heffernan we are going home so there's no point sitting around here for the night and that's the minute JD walked in and he just says lads he didn't make it and the whole place just mm. like bust up really didn't it yeah that was a tough moment you know just heart sinking like but um
1: I think it was in I, I do and I think it was a huge important we were together though. You know to hear that news by yourself at home you know it's tough anyway. It's devastating news anyway. Um but I am delighted looking back hindsight now looking back in it that we were together as a group of players. Of course lads dealt with it differently and and some lads just didn't want to be near anyone but at least there was support there for for lads. Um but I don't know as naively we did come out with a... It's the sense of optimism. Maybe that was just that's that's it's her
2: nature. Just, that's yeah. the last
3: thing you think would happen. Really, like when you, you think of a, an even up young to man. the last moment, you think he's going to be fine. Yeah. Like you know,
2: well because it doesn't make any sense. A twenty-four-year-old in the absolute peak mm. of his yeah. health. Like that's why it's so shocking. But I listen to you. Like it's going to take you a lifetime to unpick those. I don't know how long. How long was it between? you guys standing in the tunnel and and finding out like is there, are we talking two hours three hours we're not even yeah,
1: well, a, I'd about an hour and a half maybe yeah and, and I'd say even at that point I'd say maybe it took a little bit of time for news to filter back before it was actually
3: confirmed yeah. Was yeah of course You're getting all these messages then yeah. of everyone and phone ringing and it's just pure mayhem like for yeah. for ages after it. but as you said like it's probably it's just the way it was meant to happen like you went he went doing what he loved, and he went in his prime. Like, it's nearly better than going when you're 8 or 90 and lads forgetting what you do, do you know. he Everyone's going to remember him forever, like. Are you all right? Yeah, I
1: I still think it's strange. Like, small things like, uh, this only happened the other day. I was sending a snap, and I went down, and there's Dylan, Dylan in my recents. And I just kind of thought, you know, it, that such a strange thing to happen and like I you know it's, you can't you don't send it to him but you, you see his name pop up in your recents and then I, I just remember just clicking out of it and I didn't send the snap at all it was only something of food or something but that was yeah, it yeah,
3: even all the group chats and everything
1: he's in he's still his, part his of name
3: is there like, he's Ever- still part of everything really
1: like um, so of course and like my home house I have to pass Dylan's home house on the way and you still get that that sinking feeling every time you pass you just kind of go oh my god uh, like how do you
3: yeah. uh, you know us as players even, but how does his how family cope after coming back into the house was weird like the, the few days after
2: this is your house that you shared with him still this is
3: actually Dylan's house in Torles. myself Aaron and Enda Heffern were living in there with him but um, Andrea Nans, after moving in now so she's bringing a bit of life to the house now instead like it's hard to bring what Dylan's bringing but she's doing a fair good job in fairness sir. but um it's just the f- first few days after moving in without him there it was weird like you know I, I hadn't even realised until the uh,
0: maybe was it one of his family members at the funeral was talking about the fact that he was he was actually born
1: premature because of a a road accident so accident, like a, yeah. a fighter yeah. from the yeah. very outset yeah I think it was six weeks was it premature weeks, yeah. six weeks six yeah. weeks yeah and, and Hazel is a is a tough lady his mum is a tough lady but um yeah that's that's Dylan's nature and, I, and like they probably were saying that you know to be 6 weeks premature to be 6 foot 4 and probably 95 kg 95 of at least yeah. uh, and able to move a good sidestep very <coughs> comfortable off left and right I mean in terms of an, an athlete you just don't but you don't you, get as perfect like,
3: I didn't even realise how like I knew how good he was obviously but I didn't realise that he was going... Like, people came up to me and said that they reckon he could have been Tipperary captain in a few years. And I hadn't a clue. Like, I was like, are you serious? Like, I, f- I couldn't get over it. Like, people spoke so highly of him and... It's just... It's, it's it's
0: those... It's those triggers that you mentioned, like, you know, when you're talking about the Snapchats and the WhatsApp groups and, yeah. you know, people talk about hearing a song or, or something and I know that even at the funeral, you know, there's concert tickets been brought up and, yeah, is it was it an apron from the deli job he had and, and yeah. things like that but yeah. there's going to be constant uh, triggers, it's almost like having to uh, it's torture, I, I, I'd imagine but it, having to experience it all over again at little mini points
1: Yeah, That's and nice in a way though Yeah, worried. it is maybe in a way, and I know you have those low points as well but, um, we probably referenced to it early on, that he, he's never going to, it's never going to go away like it's, it's always going to be, he's always going to be part for life, um and that's, and that's just it. And, of course, we'll, we'll miss him. But I think the important thing is, as we said, is that we remember him in the positive ways. And there is only positive ways. But I was going say,
2: there's a million different ways that yeah. <clears throat> that, that can happen. And, and those conversations and those jokes, like, you know, <laughs> it does sound like um, the jokes have, are, are, will last the test of time, you know, that, and that relationship that you have is never going to go away. Like, that's, that's always... And it's always going to be a great relationship because that's yeah. the way... That it finished. Um, in like, it is the first winter, as I said. Now where there'll be an opportunity to kind of everybody takes a breath and thinks about what you might do to <clears throat> to build something. Like I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what that might be. Like, is it a an annual hurling tournament or something like that? I don't know. There'll be know?
3: something done anyway will new winter.
1: Yeah, and I, yeah, I'm not even sure. I know we have a new AstroTurf pitch gone in there in the last maybe year and a half for that as well. I'm not sure if the club is thinking about something like that, but as I said, I'd be very surprised if 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 our top table, who who are are brilliant and have lived from the front, including Andrew Friday, aren't thinking about something. Um, Because definitely Dylan would deserve something like that. Yeah, hundred percent. People talk about the. You mentioned
0: the club championship having to go on, and and I know ultimately he's went out to Kildangan, but the the Terle Sarsfields game. And I think that Joe Hayes, who I mentioned, I think he spoke afterwards and said, look, it was a really emotional occasion. He, he said it was one of the best games he'd ever seen. Um, like, we talk on, on the show constantly about stories from the club game that, that stand out to us. And, uh, you know, the people are like, Geez, that, that's a really interesting strand from the club game that ne- nearly needs more attention. But it strikes me that that, that performance that, from you lads against Turles that day, uh, one of the most powerful things you'll, you'll ever witness. Because, first of all, beating Turles on any given day wouldn't be easy, but... To do it under those circumstances must have been
1: uh, unimaginably tough. Yeah, I suppose which which made it that much more spe- special was it was the it was the day after Dylan's Month's mine. Right. So that was the the Saturday night, and I actually kind of felt I was I was probably more apprehensive going into the game, and I'd say so were the management because there you never knew what was going to happen to that group of players because everybody again it was you know the Month's mine was in in the pitching more. Um and. It's just—it's hard to know how people are going to come back from that. Can you get to a level of that championship pace, that ferocity that you need to compete, particularly with with Turla And I think we just came out of the blocks and just gave a huge performance. Pro- it probably will be a standout from this year. You know, um, it's a pity we couldn't go on and and, and go all the way. But st- certainly, when we look back at it. Uh, I think it gave. I just remember the outpouring. It did remind me a bit of the 2018 County final when there was just people rushing in. Yeah.
2: Um, and did you talk. Like, what was the talk in the dressing room before? Were you able to address it or not address it or what was the right thing to do? Declan kind of addressed it, didn't he? We
1: did. We just kind of felt like,
2: you know, it, that we didn't
1: want to put extra pressure on ourselves that we had to do it for Dylan.
2: Well, because, you know, that's not fair. It's, and it's, it's, not, and it's not. It's not
3: fair on. it. makes sense. He Declan, you kind, of, kind of said just. Do what he'd expect us to do, yeah. kind of, you know, that kind of a yeah. and leave everything. So, and we pitch. all know exactly what he expected us to do. Like it was his was it his first year being captain, it was this, Royals, year. yeah. So like we we give it a, give us uh, sorry, we give it all like a, old, a new yeah. talk yeah. there, I can't talk. <laughs> no, you, yeah. It yeah. That's, that's yeah.
1: it, yeah. Just give everything you have on the pitch and, and leave it out there. Um, and yeah, and I know even our first game back, I, I remember Declan went to speak and, and he actually got caught up in the motion of it. Um, but I don't think even we didn't need we probably didn't need words before the McCarthy game which was our first game back which we got a which we got to win which was huge again but yeah just going back to the Torres Arches game like there was grown men in crying on the pitch again and like, that was probably the first game I think that that Dan Dylan's dad went to I think after and like Dan was in there and more, I'd say all the players as well were just an, an emotional release just to say I'm not, I'm not sure what it was, but it, it just was that, it just is a feeling of, you know, it brought a smile to her face as well as just thinking that he was looking after us up there. That kind of struck me, Jimmy, what you were saying there about, you
0: know, only realising how, how good a hurler he was listening to what other people were saying. And like Brendan O'Duffy said this as well, that nearly at the wake, he realised so many new things and stories about his about his son. It was, was it similar for yourselves, and I know for, for his parents, Dan and Hazel, and... Um, is it Kelly and Shannon and his two Kelly sisters Shannon, yeah. Like, I'm
3: sure so many stories yeah, came yeah, out it's yeah. a sad occasion like Hazel, week, but I think Hazel absolutely loves the stories she's hearing she about him now that she never heard before Do you know that kind of a
2: the ones you're not allowed to tell your man yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 that he'd, he'd absolutely kill you like if he found out you were telling his mother but she knows most of them now anyway, but there's still plenty to tell Um it's
2: loads of stories to tell about him so there is that was what, what um, Brendan O'Duffy said he, he actually didn't know Ogie until after he passed away because those stories started to come through and the impact that he'd had on loads of other lives because you know you you live with people and you see that one part of their life as opposed to actually you know the thousands of people that you bump into and that you meet across your life and I guess that's the other way that you keep his memory alive is hearing new stories and discovering new things
1: Yeah and and I suppose the boys lived with him I I, I never got to live with him I've been lucky enough to I think my first interaction with Dylan was I was in college and I used to come back on a Friday and coach the local primary schools. And, of course, Dylan was fifth or sixth class. And I just kind of thought, this lad is an animal. Like he, I was giving him these complicated drills and he was kind of looking up to me and saying, is, right? is that, is that all you have? you have? like?" Yeah. You know.
3: <laughs> so from a very early age, he, was, he just was he, was... he was a huge mammy's boy, like, really. <laughs> and as big as he was and ferocious on the pitch, deep down he was just a real softy, like, you know. Like, just a story there we were out skiing in Val Terrens and we were back at the house whatever but he decided to take a shortcut with a few people but they got stuck in the snow on the way home They, they dropped into about 10 or 12 foot of snow so they started kind of drowning in the snow or whatever and Aaron came back to the house Aaron and Claudia got back to the house and Aaron was freezing like he was absolutely shivering feeling very sorry for himself now frostbiting the whole lot and Dylan um, they were saying Dylan is still stuck out there he was stuck with someone else I don't know who it was but eventually he came back to the house he was missing a shoe and he was absolutely freezing as well and I says, why didn't you ring one of us when you came out with her? And he goes, I did, I rang me I r- I rang me mammy, he says. <laughs> <laughs> and he out and fell her end and she's back in the snow. What's it's he going to do, yeah. yeah.
1: He's going <laughs> to let her know he was okay, as so was, yeah. <laughs> <Even> <laughs> she
3: would have gone some panicking if she picked up the phone <laughs> that way. <one. laughs> <laughs> like, where's your shoe? <laughs> ah yeah.
2: well, lads, you've been great with your time. Thanks so much because I know it's not an easy conversation to have and yet it's, I think it's necessary, again, like that whole thing about like just talking about people and keeping their memories alive I hope it wasn't too difficult for you but um, you've done a great job of, of sharing your memories <clears throat> of Dylan with I think hopefully everybody watching and listening this morning so my thanks to Jimmy Maron to John O'Keefe for joining us this morning OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs razor with exfoliating bar